Right then, team. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Scratch Record podcast. We are back again. It's episode 23, but Boris has taken us back inside, hasn't he? Back so we're in. back on the lockdown sessions. <laughs> back into the prison. The, back to the prison, on the mic. Today we are joined... We are joined by a special special guests. We're our first virtual interview. We have Phantom Arlo today, boys. How are we? Hello, very good. Thank you for having us. How are we doing? All right. Doing all right. Yeah, pretty good. Thank you. Yeah. Like you know, plodding along, living living life. Yeah, yeah. plodding along. Yeah, yeah life. <laughs> it is what it is. Living la vida lockdown. Living the beat of lockdown. We're losing Joe slowly as we work oh, through this, I feel. <laughs> I can hear you. I'm all good. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> you're um, gonna, everyone's yeah, just so going to have to bear with us, aren't they? Yeah, absolutely. Everyone just is going to have to bear with us. Uh, we're trying to work with the signals and getting it all synchronised, but this is what you've got for the next mm-hmm. four weeks. So please stick about. <laughs> 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 but what, how are we then boys how have you found pre-lockdown this summer what's it been like for you lot do you want to go first Josh <laughs> you know what like I'm like the positives have been I have loved the slowdown I don't know about you guys but like yeah. just mm. slowing down life and just like being able to like sit and reflect has been really nice like both mm. me and Pete live in London and it is just like a hundred miles per hour all the time. So to be like mm. confined to your flat or wherever, I mean, it's like being back in bloody Northampton again, really. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, yeah. The countryside. Which is bad. No, no, exactly. Uh, what about yeah. You, and, yeah. No, I, I, I totally, uh, totally echo what Josh has said there. Really, you know, not life is, um, you know. I, I, I'm normally sort of running around both for my sort of day job and, you know, when we actually do gigs and, and sort of meetings for this band and that kind of thing. And just being able to uh, essentially do everything at home. Um, it's just like, why are we living in London? No, it's, um, <laughs> but it's, um, yeah, it's nice to have just kind of that extra time and space to actually um, work on, work on more material for for a start yeah um but yeah i do you know sure we, we both try and get out of the house as much as we can because i think that's one pitfall yeah. that everyone has fallen into during during this period is just forgetting to do exercise essentially you know yeah literally well, I, I have anyway <laughs> <laughs> yeah no same here same here definitely so give Anyone who hasn't heard of Phantom Isle or maybe has but just doesn't know as much about you, can you take us through a little bit of a of a story, how it all started and, you know, how you've got to now? As quick four as score you can, and ha- four how score long, and 50 years ago, got? we... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this... I, 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 People in Northampton especially will probably know years ago I, uh, I was a solo artist and in sort of 2017... We decided, you know, uh, am I allowed to swear? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah, encouraged. <laughs> okay, we decided, <laughs> fuck this shit. We're doing something new. So, <laughs> so yeah, we, 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 yeah. Like so it. we, um, we kind of shelved um, the Peter Marchant band, and um, 
you know, we decided to, to kind of do something, um, you know, it, it took kind of playing singer-songwriter kind of material, you know, a bit more acoustic pop kind of thing that we were doing before to realise actually, you know, we're all sort of indie alternative kind of musicians really rather than trying to do something mainstream you know i made a mistake mm. trying to uh, do something that i thought would sell well you know you've just got to go with what's what's in your heart you know as cringy as that yeah, sounds for sure um but you've so um it started off with just the three uh three of us my, myself my brother matt um on bass and um and sam our drummer from the previous you know the Peter Marchant band, mm. and um, and then we we needed a keyboard player, and uh, we actually auditioned Marcus from Sarpa Salpa, bef- like oh, you know yeah. oh, what, okay. before bef- yeah. before Sarpa Salpa really got going, um, and he was great, he was really good, but um, not good enough. <laughs> well, <laughs> um, yeah, he was all right, but just not quite. <laughs> No, we. I mean, you know, there was there was a part of me that was like, you know, I I knew that um, Sarpa were going to be going on to do sort of big things, and I, I didn't really want to kind of for him to have to make a choice between them and us, and mm. so you know, this yeah. it, Sarpa was very much his thing, and so I thought mm. his heart is with that project. I want you know someone in this band who can throw into their yours. whole heart and soul into it, and Josh was was just the man. We, me and Josh had known each other since primary school. Um, we grew up, you know, nice. in the next village. Yeah. Um, and, um, you know, the months after that, we uh, we started sort of doing a lot of gigs in, in London, sort of smaller gigs, uh, and then started gigging in Northampton, coming back to our hometown as well. We, by this time, we, my, my, my brother, who uh, was on bass originally, had uh, persuaded us, you know, myself and Sam to move to London. Um, and sadly, my brother passed away uh, last year. For, he, he was diagnosed with a brain tumour. Um, you know, oh well, I, straight after filming the video for one of our um, songs, Focus, about two years ago. Um, but we actually, we kept, you know, he really wanted to kind of stay involved with the band while it was still going. And we, we did, um, we had another amazing bass player step in to his shoes for a while called Esme. Um, you know, because we we honestly believe that Matt would eventually be well enough to sort of rejoin, um, mm. and um, yeah, you know, we, we Matt's condition we were told was was essentially terminal. I'm not not to bring the tone down. No, yeah, it. No, but this is this no, is no. literally this is how it is. This is how this is what we've literally gone through the last couple of years, um, and eventually, you know, we, we needed a. a a permanent um, bass player in the band to, to take Matt's place. I mean, Matt was still in the band until the day we lost him, but Matt was a multi-instrumentalist. He could play keyboard as well. So Matt sort of officially, even though we had another bassist who by this time was was Johnny, uh, originally from the band Fox Chapel, who has been amazing, an amazing fit in this band. Oh. Matt was was up and was was here in this band. You know, we, for a short while we were a five piece while Johnny was in the band, and we still had Matt with us. Um, so since Matt's passing, you know, obviously I had to spend a lot of time with my family, looking after Matt and and everything. And since then, you know, I, I suppose. I've now got the kind of spare time to really throw into this band and we all, we've, we're all feeling more kind of driven and determined than ever to make sure 
that um, this band that we started with Matt goes stratospheric. You know, that's that's mm. the aim. We're we're mm. he, he drives us on, and and uh, I think we're 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 starting to do just that. You know, for sure. And yeah, I think I like mean, you definitely yeah. are. When when he passed away, I think that was kind of like the uh, oh fuck, life is really short. And, yeah. you better yeah. start doing what you love because it might be gone like that was yeah. kind of the and mm. and and also i think there was a a kind of like because i don't know about you Pete, but like there was a kind of self-consciousness about us before um and i think we were a little bit anxious as a band i don't think we'd we'd kind of grown and and then after after matt passed it was just like you know what let's just fucking bleed our hearts out in this in this music and yeah. just uh yeah you know go for it yeah no holes barred we're just Absolutely. gonna do whatever yeah. the and, and hell you we re- want you can you know? really see like your older stuff was incredible and he obviously had that that element mm-hmm. to it but this newer stuff that you lot are bringing out seems very driven and poignant and like you've really got something to say in it and it can really mm-hmm. it can really show mm-hmm. it really yeah. does show oh thanks you know we i yeah. think um there's there's even more to be honest, the, uh, the I mean the the topic of of of, of losing my brother, um, you know I've I've not really even had the the strength yet to sort of write much material about it, you know. But it it is starting mm-hmm. to you know to to sort of um, come in to uh, to our, our newer stuff in some way. But to be honest, we don't want the focus to be on what we've been through you know in a negative sense you know we we we're still young we've still got you know the the fun side of life to be lived mm. and uh you know that's what we want to try and inject into the performance into the music and stuff it's not all doom and gloom you know yeah yeah i think absolutely. that's so nice to uh to take that message from it is to you know because i think it would be quite easy for you to call it and say after going through that be like fuck this i can't do it and sort of forget it but to take that and spin it in a way to say i'm going to use that as a reason to keep going and to take it to the levels that you know you can take it to for that reason i think is is really nice i think that's a really and it's something that in this industry it's hard to make it but it almost gives you that something different where like you're not going to stop for that reason and i like that no it's it's if anything it's more it's more reason to Mm to just go out there and smash it as hard as you can, you know? Mm, yeah, yeah, definitely. I get that. And yeah. to be fair, you have been. I mean, you've had a lot of support recently. Um, you know, Jack Saunders and Hugh Stevens has been playing you on the radio. You've had BBC Introducing. You've done some amazing gigs. So how are you sort of, like, are you satisfied with where you've been so far? And like, how proud are you of it? But And then how far do you think you can go? Well, as Josh will tell you, this is this is merely the tip of the iceberg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Things are right. Yeah, <laughs> I think like definitely like it feels feels like in the last year we've like really come a long way. But like, but like people were saying in the story, like we literally probably had to start again twice because we had to uh, train up two new bassists while gigging, and then you know, so it really like delays. Uh, a band's progress um not that i regret any of it happening because it's, no. it is like 
you know, it makes our story really fucking interesting and mm. it drives us forward. So, um, yeah, to kind of lock in with Johnny and now have this four piece and the three of them live together and like, I don't live that far away. It just seems to all be starting to come mm. together and like, you know, we're really starting to get some momentum behind us. Yeah, for sure. I think you are. Yeah. And I think like, especially with this, your newest song, Whip, you really almost capitalised a little bit. It was almost like you had up your sleeves and then just as the popularity is growing, you can be like, oh, here's like probably our best track. And that's the reaction to that's been so positive and you must take so much from that and be excited to like get the next one out and really oh, ride you, the wave. You wait for the next one. You ain't gonna know what, what hit you. Like Oh, I'm so excited. We're, like, we're, you know, as 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 you can probably tell even just from from Marvi and Whip, we are not we are not a band that just stick to a sort of template. You know, we're we're, yeah. we're not a band that um, are going to make something that sounds just kind of the same vibe, the same with every song, because there's literally no point in doing that. Mm. You know, I, mm-hmm. I, I don't. Th- yeah, absolutely. You know, and there's a, a, a lot of artists these days are are afraid to kind of step out of the own their own box that they've created for themselves. And um, you know, if if we want to do a really fucking angry punk song, we're going to do it. And if mm. we're going to do a song that is inspired by you know 80s sort of Giorgio Moroder disco we're gonna do it you know there's no there's no there is no place we will not go yeah Mm. (laughs) I think that's the best way to be especially when you've got these creative forces behind yourselves where you can really emulate everything that you listen to and you really enjoy you see that with very minimal bands a lot of people find this one template that works like take um, Catfish and the Bottlemen for example like their music's brilliant are you psychic it's three of the same albums like (laughs) it's three of the same albums and like end of the day having that extra little levels and the and the like being able to diversify your music and show Mm. your talent really is something that is quite hard to find and far far between yeah it's so funny you mentioned Catfish and the Bottlemen there I was watching um there was a sort of BBC introducing um, sort of panel talk that they did, um, which I, I was watching uh, this morning. And, um, you know, they're a hugely successful band and I have a lot of respect for them, but, you know, they're just so fucking boring. Do you not know yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Guys, if you're listening, I think no hate, no hate. <laughs> <laughs> if you're listening, retweet it immediately, yeah. please, because you've got millions of followers. But, I know. No, but, I do agree. Like, uh, Van McCann's he, a very nice guy. Yeah, um, he seems you know, I, like he uh, he messaged me years ago. Um, you know, before about a year or two before they really broke. And just completely mm. messaged me out of the blue because Catfish were doing a gig in Birmingham. And um, he was like, I've still got like screenshots of the messages. He's like, um, hello, mate. I uh, see you're into mint music. My band Catfish <laughs> and the Bottle Men are playing at the sound bar in Birmingham on the 10th of April. Come, come and see us. And he sent, oh, sent me the demos. And I thought, they're all right. You know, he seemed like a nice, nice enough guy. We chatted a bit on there. We, I, I met him at the backstage at Dot to Dot festival in bristol you know a year after that just as they were starting to pick up a bit of momentum but i honestly couldn't have 
you know, I couldn't have predicted how massive they would end up being. It's just insane mm. where they've gone. It's it's yeah. unbelievable, yeah. And that, to be fair, like like the music is it is good music, but it is all very similar. And they've found that successful template, and I think that yeah. does work for some people. That does obviously obviously work for some people. But I think having that diversity shows you as like a proper artist. Mm. If you're gonna like like being a good musician is different to being a good artist, I think. And I think having yeah. that diversity really does help with that um, almost like longevity in music, especially. Yeah, ab- ab- yeah, absolutely. You know, like I think, you know, I know a lot of it's quite cliched to sort of cite David Bowie as a uh, as an example, but he is an artist who changed and metamorphosized with every couple of years to change with mm. the time and he set the, he didn't just follow the trends he set the trends mm. for Absolutely. what was you know for it, what was relevant and what was current in the mid 70s the late 70s the early 80s you know he just constantly morphed and just be- typified each era that he existed in you know that's how mm. you do it you don't just stick to the Abs- same template for your entire career you know 100% and that's what makes you one of that's what makes him one of the greatest artists that have ever lived because he managed to even up to when he released his final album Blackstar like it's still so different but yeah. yet like it's so different to everything else he's made but still was one of the greatest albums that was released that year like he still Absolutely. managed to like throw it even though he has this massive name now he was able to put an album out that wasn't like like Eminem's another example of it where like he released his new album. It gained chart traction, but it's the same shit he released in nineties. But like, whereas Bowie Essentially, released yeah. the album when he, before he died, managed to get that chart stuff, and was also completely fucking different to anything he'd released in the past. Mm. Yeah, so yeah. True. He, was, he was always innovating, you know, and that's that's the kind of artist, you know, we we want to be. You know, mm. we want to always be innovating somehow. I think yeah. I think it, mm. I think it I think helps that's as really well good. because we're all like like we don't like all of us have different influences completely like and mm. we're not like guys who have like got together because we all have the same music taste because we don't and like that I think we each bring it's taken a long time to get the sound but we each bring like a little little bit different like for me I love electronic music. Oh, I'm a keyboard player, so like yeah, I love electronic music. To. Yeah, exactly. What do you expect? Like, I just love that. Yeah, and like <laughs> 80s, 80s pop, and like all of that kind of stuff. Um, like Sam loves his is a drummer, so he loves classic rock. You know. Yeah, of course. Like Johnny yeah. uh, loves all that like Bauhaus stuff, um, mm. and the Stranglers. Um, oh, okay. And then Pete. Well, me and Pete, but Pete is a massive Queen fan, so you know, put that all in a melting pot. Yeah. What are you gonna get? You're gonna yeah, get. yeah. This is this is it. Like. Oh, I like that. That was really sick. And I think yeah. especially like we've cited it countless times on the podcast, but like when there's like the reason why indie music's so difficult is because there is such a saturation of brilliant bands, and I do mm. think like you like you guys and um like sarper and garden and barrett's and these bands that are all mm. from this area i think naturally get quite a lot of different influences and aren't yeah. like tied down to being like a manchester band that has to sound like a manchester band or anything yeah. else you can sort of 
do your own thing and that naturally leads to really like diverse sort of music yeah. taste which i think sort of a reason why maybe northampton bands are doing so well at the moment is because it sticks out from that real saturated crowd yeah i think, I I think you're right go, yeah going go to sort of what you said there about like manchester manchester bands i mean like you think of the smiths for example and although sort of musically generally they kind of fit that sort of expectation people had of of bands from manchester at that time you know there's just this real um eccentric kind of fly in that well not a fly i'm not calling a morrissey a fly in the ointment but like you know <laughs> this, this sort of this this extraordinary <laughs> sort of thing within that sort of template as it were you know that and he in his own right you know it, there was that just that extra thing the the x factor <laughs> that's it yeah he was he was and i think that is something like it does really show with everything they released like it was so it was so different to what manchester normally brings out and i think we're seeing bands that are bringing out that different sound like yourselves i think are starting to gain that almost attention because it is so unique it kind of takes the the element of being like a like a manchester band because there's so many brilliant manchester bands but oh, yeah. there is still that sure. distinct manchester sound isn't there mm. yeah, for sure yeah you yeah. know yeah because yeah, i think you guys were discussing it a few episodes before when you like that northampton just doesn't have like a a sound doesn't have like yeah a, it doesn't there's so there's like, so many different influences around here like being in mm. almost in the middle of like lots mm. of sounds of having you know manchester leads for a little bit more dancey electronic type stuff and still having that london punk scene as well being really close by like because we're slap bang in the middle it makes it really kind of diverse and different yeah, yeah. to everything else it's quite for hard sure. to, to sort of pinpoint you know what exactly the sound is for a lot of cities you know there was definitely a time where birmingham for example in the sort of early 2010s birmingham definitely mm. had a sound didn't it with bands like peace and swim deep mm. and and yeah, Superfood. Yeah, yeah you know there was there was a time you know not that long ago where birmingham really had a sound didn't it whereas mm. You know, it's kind of hard really now to sort of pinpoint what exactly that is for for Birmingham. It's the same mm. for for a lot of places. Yeah, definitely. So I sort of wanted to speak to you guys about like this move down to London, um, and just generally like like tell that story a little bit. Like, was it a conscious music decision to think we're going to do better down there, or was it a work related thing? Or like, speak to us about. That. Uh, I'll let Josh go first here. Yeah, I suppose I moved there first. Like, um, so I went. I went to Brighton uh, Uni and studied music there, um, and hated it. I thought it was crap. Oh, really? Yeah, I oh, like really? Not, not, not the like. I loved Brighton. I loved pieing. I was out five nights a week. Like you know, it was yeah. you know it was a good time, but um, I'm I'm dyslexic, so I, I don't I don't get on with like education like education setting mm -hmm. i just like going out there and doing stuff so it just didn't it didn't it didn't it didn't so i quit after two years and then i was like what, what am i gonna do i'm not gonna move back to northampton like you know without like it was 2000 and 
2011. So, all right. Yeah. um, So... (laughs) It was the height of the recession at that point. I was like, I'm not going to get a job in Northampton. Like, I'm going to have to move to mm. London. So I moved to London and um, worked in restaurants. And I've had so many jobs. And then managed to get a job in uni. And then, yeah, back in 2017, um, uh, Pete, was it you, Pete? Or was it Matt who put a... It was you who put a Facebook status being like, we're looking for a keyboard. And I was like, mm, I like it. I haven't done music. I haven't done music in a long. I hadn't done music in a long time. I hadn't been in a band like since I quit uni. I was like, I, mm. I, I just don't want to do it anymore. Not, yeah. I, I just didn't have the opportunity. And then these guys brought me back, and now I've gone part time and bought loads of keyboards and like. <laughs> yeah, um, no, really, it's... Want, really want to make a go of it because yeah. it's really. Like it. We've saved I'd you like... from the clutches of an ordinary life, Josh. You really did. You really did. It's like, uh, yeah, I was like pushing pens around, basically, or like, mm. yeah, um, yeah, and then I think naturally. Well, Pete, you could tell your story, but then, yeah, it's just kind of our lives are kind of molded into this band mm. and, and taken over. Yeah. No, it's fun. I mean, you know, jo- Josh has kind of summed most of it up, really. We'd, you know, I, I put that status out. Um, and, you know, yeah, as far as I was aware, you know, I, was, I hadn't seen Josh in years, even though we we used to see each other almost every day at school. And, and you know, mm. we went on music tours, you know, back with the school and stuff, you know. And... Um, I put the status out and Josh didn't Josh didn't even comment on it or sort of message me or anything. He just he literally just liked the just status. Liked I thought, just liked I it. I, was, I thought I was shit. I didn't think I was very good. So I was like, I don't I don't Aww. even I don't even know if I'm good enough to like be with you guys who were like, you'd been playing since, you know, years. And I was like, I'm just this guy in a suit, like I'm not, I'm not good. <laughs> so yeah, but then yeah. The rest is history. You could, couldn't have been more wrong, you know. Well, no, jo- yeah. Josh, especially these days, is um, you know, is very much a, a wizard, <laughs> and uh, you know, the, uh, sitting there behind his synths and his drum machines and all that shit. I, just, I love it. <laughs> I just love it. It's good fun. Oh, nice. Oh, I think that's a cool story, though. Like, I think it's nice that it all sort of you started from one point and then all took different paths and then it all sort of like merged back together and say it's sort of right place yeah. right time sometimes isn't it and then it something so good can come from that it's it is really cool yeah mm. for sure but um yeah because so cause what have you boys Pete, you what have you boys oh god no you go go, go no go. no you go go on no no no, no, I, no, was, no, no. I was gonna add anything. <laughs> i was gonna add anything so go on go on <laughs> <laughs> Lockdown oh, yeah, interviews, I gonna, everyone. I was going to say, where? What are you? <laughs> oh, I tell you, tell you, it's getting, it all just jumps on top of you, and then you get a little bit of break, and someone tries to jump in, and then everyone like, jumps in. It's oh, it, it is what We're it all is. Right. We're alright. <laughs> uh, no, I was going to, I was going to ask, what's what's up next for you boys? Then, so obviously this lockdown's come round and stunted whatever you were doing this st- summer, and meaning that you're not able to maybe complete some of the tasks you wanted to do by Christmas but what's next for you lot um so we've definitely we've you know we've got some more material I don't want to I don't want to give away too much just yet but we've got uh, (laughs) exclusive Um, so we we have we have got some more stuff um you know recorded mixed 
um, which we will be releasing in some format next year. Well, we know, but we'd, we're not going to tell just yet. We want to wait till we've done the proper <laughs> yeah, we got, announcement. We got, we got yeah, the fair. possible final mixes today, and oh, yeah, cool. I, they sound amazing. If I don't say so myself, but good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> I love it. This <laughs> sounds so. We got good. a very good producer who 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 makes us sound vaguely oh, good. So, so uh, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, yeah, and then we've got it. So we were meant to have a video out on Saturday, and as you probably noticed, it hasn't come out. But uh, <laughs> there was just a few more edits that we just wanted to do before uh, before we release it. Because I think uh, for us, like we're not that big, so it's better to get it right than just get something out yeah. that we don't feel one hundred percent happy with. So of course. any day that should be coming out. Um, and that experience was just incredible. Like, uh, we work with a with a film company called We Are We Are Making a Film. Great, uh, I like that. Great name. Yeah, <laughs> that's cool. Brilliant that's name. Exactly yeah. what Names it says. It's yeah. on the jar, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, and yeah, basically, they 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 were doing a shoot and they'd hired all this like proper TV equipment, like massive lights, a crane, like everything. Not for us, wow. for another shoot. <laughs> but they had to take it back on the Monday because the shoot finished on the Friday and we were filming Saturday, Sunday. So we had a full-on TV crew at no our disposal. Oh, that's like, fucking brilliant. It was insane. <laughs> insane. Yeah. Like, yeah. And then we, we took over Sam's um, uncle's uh house like he's got this really fuck it like you've seen it on instagram it looks like a, a fucking castle mm. and yeah, yeah we just took over that for a weekend and that looked yeah, so it sick was... you were putting the instagram stuff and i was like yes that looks sick it's it's yeah it's gonna be good it's gonna be good um oh, beautiful. yeah it does oh, look really very cool. class very mm. class classy but gruesome when you see this video it's uh oh. it's it's quite if, you, if you're a, you know um if, if you're a fan of um like you know american horror story on netflix mm. and that kind yeah. of thing it's it with I, I think the director has definitely managed to capture that kind of um oh, that's you know so cool. very very pretty and nice but also really kind of dark and messed up oh, yeah kind of thing. That's, I like that. Um, what, what's it? What's it been like for you boys on camera? Have you had much more, much experience of that in the past, or has this been like your first day of being a, of having a proper good film shoot? Did you just raise your, raise your eyebrows at that question? Yeah, or? I did. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> look, check out my OnlyFans. I'll put it in the thing. Like. Yeah. <laughs> Links in the bio. Yeah, Links yeah, in the bio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, use code TSRP for. Yeah, no, the reason, the reason I say that is because, Pete, haven't you been in Star Wars? <laughs> what? Yeah. Um, yeah, so before you get too excited, it's nothing major. I was, it's I, pretty big. <laughs> I did, um, I, I used to work as a film extra quite a lot um, until, you know, I, I teach the guitar as my day job these days. But uh, before I started doing that, I was actually doing... Um, you know, I was extraing and occasionally acting on TV shows and um, films and stuff. And um, Star Wars, um, the uh, the solo film, mm-hmm. um, was was the one that I worked on. But, oh, uh, that's so, oh cool. that's so sick! Yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah. We actually have a movie that star in our midst. Cool. Yeah. And EastEnders. And EastEnders. <laughs> and you were on that wow. other film. What, what was that other film? Um, oh, the comedy. Oh, um, uh, Mindhorn. Mindhorn, that's it. You were in that. It's, um, it's you know, Julian Barrett from The Mighty Boosh. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Steve Coogan's mm. there in it as well. But it was, it was a really funny film. I don't think it was a huge, huge blockbuster or anything, but it was quite... Um, it was a bit like, you know, Alan Partridge, Alpha Papa um, kind of thing, you mm. know. And uh, there's a, a bit where... classic. A cult classic, exactly, yeah. So me and my girlfriend, Natasha, are kind of stood there in this um, sort of private members club watching Julian Barrett's character make a total arse of himself and accidentally punch the barmaid in front of Steve Coogan. Um, (laughs) Oh, what a job. Oh, that's brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. How come you stopped that then? Did you just... Um, you know, I, I loved doing it, but you just you just don't know when you're gonna get booked for a job next. You know, like you have periods of like, if you can get booked on a job which yeah, is yeah, yeah. like twenty, thirty days long, then it's then it's great. But you know, from from a sort of flexibility set point of view, it was really good. You'd meet a lot of other um, young creatives trying to sort of make some sort of way into this mad world, and of course, you know, me and Tash knew no one in London at the time. Um, neither did my brother. And so my, my brother did this as well. And, you know, he, he loved doing it. You know, we all had a great time doing it, but you just can't really rely on it, I don't think, unless you really mm. sort of get in with the the agents. You know, it's pure mm. nepotism. It's like it's like the music industry, really. It's just, you know, the, the, the more you can brown nose, as it were, mm. the... Uh, the more chance you'll have of getting booked. Sure. <laughs> and you're a talented yeah. frontman, so... That's fair enough. You've got to oh, go wow. for that instead. Yeah. <laughs> if there's another option to go down, then front in a top band's a good, there, pretty good one. There are, there are bigger horizons for me to pursue than yeah. being a blur in the background <laughs> exactly. of Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, uh, the, rest of the, the rest of us... No, I don't think we've had any camera. Has Sam done any extra work? Uh, I don't think it. I no. don't. I don't think so. John, Johnny has. Johnny, Johnny did has. a bit. Yeah, yeah. He wrote to yeah. me. After. I've yeah. Done. <laughs> no. I don't really. I don't no. really. What's I, don't, what? I don't like being on camera. I find it. It's weird. Are you not a fan? Yeah, I don't I, like. This is fine. This is okay. But like. Mm. I just this find this we bit... can work with, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I f- I just, videos, I just find really unnatural and just very mm. like, I just get really awkward and self-conscious. Um, yeah, I could understand that. I could understand. It's almost like a learnt trait, isn't it? Yeah. You almost like find that you almost like get into a swing of it. Like the first few ones that we did that were filmed were like just mm. trying to get into the groove of being in front of a camera and almost forgetting it's there. Like mm. I've literally forgot it's there that much 
that I forgot to record this, a little section of mine. So, yeah. <laughs> so I've got a little, little gap. Yeah, top work. Yeah, because <laughs> normally I don't have to touch it. <laughs> no, I know we can't rely on the cameraman now. We're all in separate no. places. Uh, yeah, I, I was debating on just seeing whether my brother wanted to stand in the corner of my room and every time it went off, he just pressed the button. But I couldn't quite get him to do that one this time around. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, so uh, on the topic of videos and all that, how do you find like your creative process, like both with videos and like writing songs? Like, does it stem very much from one of you or is it really collaborative? Uh, it's pretty collaborative. Like, mm. um, for songs, it'll be like one of us will, will have a little idea or maybe do a demo and then bring it to the rest of the, the band and then they'll do that bit and then it will, mm. you know, take its, take its own path. Um, and then for videos, it's very much working with um, the director, I suppose, and just... and and. Because usually they'll have quite a bit of vision as well. Because when you, because when you do it, mm. it's like a joint venture almost. It's not like we go, this is the, mm. this is a, this is what we want. Um, usually it's like a collaboration with whatever, whatever production company or director that we're working with, really. Right. Um, mm. And and kind of what that what they can make work. Um, this last one probably is the most that we've like. Actually, I don't think we did. We have any creative input in it. They just came to us with the idea, and, then, and it was really, it was really solid. And we were like, oh, "Yeah, we'll just, we'll just stand around." Yeah, like, do that. And, yeah, cool. sounds great. Yeah. Um, we'll just do exactly what you tell us to do, and yeah. hopefully yeah, yeah, yeah. it will work yeah. out. That's basically sure. how it works, isn't it? Yeah, uh, but like the one for Marvi, like that was just all phoned on, like filmed on our phones because we were oh, like, we're in, we're true. in lockdown, so. Yeah what can we do and then my partner edited it all together and just stitched it together oh wow and yeah. yeah and I think that was a really fun like fun way of doing it because we could Experience. all just like mm. yeah and like film film like the scenes ourselves and I, I don't know if you saw like the BBC introducing video for Whip um, which got Pete in a dress looking beautiful <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, but that was just like that was just us like messing about yeah because we had we had a camera and we had some lights and we were like let's just let's just see how far we can push this see what we could do with yeah, it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. So how weird we can go because um, we're all just like a bunch we're, we're all just a bunch of fucking weirdos so you know. <laughs> I like that that's yeah. cool <laughs> oh dear Pete are you frozen or are you just like holding your camera Can you hear me? Yeah. Hey. Yes, quick. Cool. Someone say something Good. interesting. Can you hear me? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Can everyone, right. everyone hear? Let's make sure yeah. nothing okay, changes. Come. Just keep yeah. everything yeah, exactly don't the same. Don't touch anything. Fuck it out. So, okay. Joe, reel us, into, reel us into the question again so we've got something to answer from and then I'll cut all that shit okay. out. So, Hopefully. I was saying that from the sounds of things you've done some really cool gigs sold out some shows done a lot over in Europe so just generally some of your best gig experiences some of your worst um, some stories from that I mean probably the biggest well in fact easily the biggest show we've done 
to date was um, literally right before the the whole coronavirus situation. You know, we 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 did um, a festival um, in Marburg, which, as you guys might know, is the twin town of Northampton in Germany. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, obviously, they mm. do Twin Fest in Northampton. They do uh, Mano Music Festival over there, which. You know, it's an even bigger thing because Marburg has twin towns all over the place. It not just has Northampton and Poitiers in France, but it's also twinned with four other places. There's a place in Tunisia that it's twinned with. There's a place in Slovenia and Romania as well, I think. Oh, so yeah. it's a big old, it's a big yeah, thing. Yeah. And um, it's, um, it's a bit of a rite of passage because I think the Barat said the same thing because uh, mm. uh, mm-hmm. they, they did it two years ago. Yeah, yeah. Sarpa last the year before as well. I think or year, last year, Sarpa did it. Mm. Um, so it was an honour to be to be asked to do that. And you know, it was it was the uh, the sort of coveted like headline slot which they often give to the sort of uh, you know the uh, I don't know for some reason the ba- the bands from the UK often sort of get that that headline slot. And you know we've we'd gone from never sort of playing um, anywhere outside the UK to suddenly turning up in this place, and you're playing at the, they've got a, this venue called the KFZ, the KFZ, and um, it's just this amazing place. It's like Roadmender on steroids. That's the only way I can put it. Yeah. <laughs> I will. I will. I will say though that was not the best gig. That was Ooh. like for me. That was actually the worst gig out of like the four that we played. You think? Uh, let me tell. Let me tell you why. <laughs> when we cool. played the first night, we got there. I think we'd been up since like what two in the morning because we left Sam's mum's or something like that, and then we we got the coach and then we'd flown over, and we got to Marburg. I think at three p.m. that afternoon. Um, Twelve hours later, mm. or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then, and then we were headlining the first night, which was a night for like all of the acts that had come o- come across from Europe, and they did like a kind of welcome night, and we did the headline mm. slot there. And like Pete said, we ha- we hadn't really done anything like on that level before, and the and actually the sound was shit for the first song, but. The reaction on that first night was just so intense and so like people were moshing, yeah. people were like crowd surfing, they were going absolutely crazy wow. on that first night, and it was just like a kind of like we all looked at each other and we were like, "What the fuck? Fuck! What the fuck? <laughs> like, what the fuck is this?" And and because it was so unexpected, that's what made it good. The KF said one. Everyone, like when we spoke to the Barretts and like Sarpa Salpa and everyone, they were like, oh, that's the best gig. That's the best one. That's whatever. And then when you like, because you get that expectation of like, oh, my God, this is going to be amazing. You then do it and you're like, I mean, it was all right. But Mm. that that first gig just completely like blew me away because it was still probably a crowd of what, 500, 600 people. So it wasn't like a small crowd. Granted, it wasn't Mm. 2000 people, but they were literally going mad for it yeah it was nuts yeah it was so good yeah and there were so many stories from that like that like johnny got electrocuted um (laughs) 
<laughs> he he was swinging from a light fitting and he got electrocuted <laughs> and like he had burns like along his hands from where he got electrocuted. Oh, uh, oh fucking he, hell! He, he accidentally <laughs> let off. <laughs> we need some, we need a bit more context uh, here. I think. Should we be saying this? We can the, say this. We're in England. Yeah. It's not. We're not in Germany. He let off some um, mace, some pepper spray in a club, and everyone immediately started like throwing up <laughs> everywhere because it was this oh, tiny little. He thought, it, he thought it was oh deodorant. He thought it was like a little he one of those mini <laughs> mini cans of Lynx Africa. He like this this uh, German girl he was hooking up with out there gives him this little can, but goes to spray it under his armpit, and then the thing doesn't stop spraying, and it's like what is going on here? And suddenly uh, everyone's like, <coughs> what is that? And we thought it was some sort of like terrorist attack or something. <laughs> And it's everyone like starts piling out where they just start throwing up on each other. Like. Up, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it was pepper spray. And, <laughs> and um, oh yeah, God. yeah. Fortunately, we left our mark on that town. Oh, that's hard. Yeah. yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, you're not allowed back. Yeah. Actually, no, bad. 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 <laughs> oh my God! It was, I mean, so it was, it was an amazing oh, festival, though. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, we really need to go. We need to go out there when, when, when it next happens. When, whenever it next happens, but when it does, we're gonna have to go out there and yeah. just. Oh, you totally should get some footage and just be involved in that. Love it. I Mate, love stuff like that. Like, I'll show you a good time. The, the 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 closing party, which was like it was kind of like the farewell to all the English people, was in this bar called Sud House. I've never seen such carnage in Debauchery. my life. It was literally like like football hooliganism times 20. People were breaking tables, oh, sounds... smashing glasses. That is when jo- getting naked, like full on naked and dancing on the bar. Johnny Shit. like swung from the light fit in and it, like, he was like going like, like fucking the, going crazy. And the, the <laughs> bar manager like... didn't, the bar manager was encouraging this. He was like, the, yeah. the, they, the, 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 they had a full sink of water just there at the bar and stuff, you know. Pete, and, Pete and, got and, put and in every, the dishwasher. <laughs> everyone's getting their heads dunked <laughs> into this sink full of water. Almost as some kind of like baptism thing. Every man in that place was topless. And it was it was just like, you know, oh, fuck, it sounds fucking incredible. incredible. That no, sounds. It was like like <laughs> I, I think I turned to the to um, Antia, who was like our chaperone, if you will, and I was just like, mm. are you are you are you going to stop this? And she's like, they do, <laughs> yeah. they do it, they do it every year, and I'm like, what? You let them do this every year? And the manager so, of the bar is perfectly oh. fine with it, like. Yeah, They're like, no, it's okay, it's okay. We'll, 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 you know, we'll clean it up. <laughs> we'll clear it yeah. up. Yeah, and it was open till like what seven o'clock <laughs> the next morning, wasn't it? Oh my god, this sounds like my dream. Yeah, this sounds like something that, like, <laughs> especially now we've been in lockdown so long. Yeah, yeah. I need a fucking That's what the world needs. soon. I need to like, oh. man, I need to go get fucked up somewhere, and that that, that, that type perfect. of night is what I need. That, that is the place to do it. That my sounds friend. ideal. Honestly, oh like, my god, it was. I it was hope so that insane. it comes back soon. Mm. Yeah, you gotta go. You gotta go because it was so oh, good. We'll be there. Oh, mate, we'll be there. Now stories like that have come out. First <laughs> off, I was like, yay, when when Safa and the Barretts and all that were chatting about it, and I think even Garden were talking about it, and like, yeah, yeah. we were like, oh yeah, I'm I'm down to go. Like, it sounds like a good crack, but now, <laughs> now, 
different yeah. story. I mean, you can ask story. Rolling Thunder about that uh, as well. Yeah. Oh, they're on. Oh, they, really? were, they, they were getting involved. They might be coming. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, Jack yeah. versus Hot Dog. That's. Their chaperone was very strict, so she was like oh. telling the Rolling Thunder boys, "Like you got to go to bed, you got to go to bed. I'm taking you home." <laughs> yeah. Whereas like ours was like, get involved. <laughs> I'm sure. I don't, couldn't even stop us. Like we were like a force of nature. Like it was just so funny. Oh my god! Oh, that sounds so much fun. It was great. so much fun. Oh, We're wow. going, Joe. I'm oh, afraid. I've just booked flights. I don't know where or when, but. I'm gonna... <laughs> 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 oh, that sounds oh. unreal. Yeah. So then to have that, and then five days later going to lockdown, it was like fuck. Fuck. Like, Highs and lows. Yeah. But thank sure, God you got absolutely. it in, because like, if it had cancelled it, then you wouldn't have even had those stories. So it was that close yeah. to being cancelled. That's the main thing. Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. I bet. I bet. That's fucking what I always feel like the Europeans do do it differently, mm. though. I feel like when you... when you, Like, England is, is like, crazy in, like, a, <clears throat> in a weird way. But I feel mm-hmm. like whenever English people go out there, it's just a different type of... I don't know what happens. I feel like there's something in the water in some of these cities that are just, it just goes downhill yeah, quickly. Yeah, really quickly. <laughs> Honestly, I've not, like, I've never, ever, like, there's videos, in the Marvi videos, there's clips and, like, we've, like, cut them in there. But there is, mm. like, clips of, like, Johnny being raised up, like, with all these naked men over under him, like, and then just being, like, dunked into this thing and then falls onto a table and it smashes and, like, oh, it was just, like... <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, that sounds You like brilliant. go outside the smoking area just to like breathe and you're like Yeah yeah What's going on in there? What the what? fuck? What? Yeah. What's happening in there? Yeah, yeah. Can anyone explain? Yeah, yeah. How is this all legal? Like what the fuck? <sighs> I don't think is it was, some, but Is there something else in this cigarette? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, god, yeah. So that's it. Oh, yeah, that's mad. What an experience. How about um, so like more UK based? Have you had a lot of gigs here? Um, we're <clears throat> God, I'm trying to think. So we we did, we played in London um, back in February. That was kind of our last. Um, that was a great gig. That was great. Really, that was with, really good. with Sarpa and uh, Janae and Sarah, who's now Low Girl. What are they called now? Uh, Low Girl. Yeah. Ah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're sound. They're yes, brilliant. Yeah. They are so good. So that was like a really good gig because, yeah, between the four of us, it was the four acts. It was like a great night because it was all Northampton mm. and Bedford based. So um, yeah, mm. it was a really good vibe because usually you play some gigs and, and bands might interact a little bit you know have a little like how, how you do mate blah, blah, blah. Mm. but because it was all like we're all from northampton or the midlands and we we're all playing there there was a really nice friendly vibe community um, yeah mm. for sure um and yeah. um we uh we did a big show it was kind of like a warm-up show for uh for mano you know for, for, for the festival in germany at uh, the lamplighter and it's always mm. It's always quite a, quite a good night at the Lamplighter, just because mm. it's you know it, it's more a pub than it is a music venue. So they just plonk a band mm. in the middle of the pub, and it's just always rammed in there. And the sound's really good, you know, considering it's not a dedicated live music space. 
it just sounds great yeah, in there. Yeah, it's just a boozer. Yeah, but it sounds yeah, amazing yeah. in there. Mm. I've yet to go see someone that I've, I've lived in Leeds the last three years. So like the lamplighter, like I heard so many things now coming back and being more in tune with the scene around here. And it's like, mm. again, once everything's back open, tell you where we're going to be most Saturday nights, Joe. Yeah, definitely. I think that's, I think we're going to be over we've that way. We've tried a little bit, didn't we? Because we've been away at uni for three years and getting involved in like the Manchester and Leeds scene as much as possible. And then came back and started this and it's like, Mm. we sort of didn't realise that a lot of these things were here like before now we just as soon as we were desperate to get into it it's like everything closes but yeah Lamplighter and yep. Time Black Prince and all those places are like iconic yeah the Black Prince has been good we've had some good gigs there mm. like yeah um, there was one where we dressed up all in like Illuminati like stuff <laughs> And then we took some like protest signs saying fuck Trump. And then we were like going through the garden and then the promoter went to call the police on us because they thought that we were some like uh, hijacking the night. We were like, we were like no, it, no, it's our gig. <laughs> no, you like took the hood down and we're like, no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, no. It's me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've got my keyboard under this. Like. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, that was a good gig, that was. Oh, wow, that is sick. Yeah, yeah. That's such a cool idea as well to try and, like, that's a very sick idea to try and like get something different in but it's jokes and no one realised no one thought no. you know when you're putting on a gig of a band that's very diverse and very unique in their own way you don't think surely this might be them no. that'd be your one thought wouldn't it no. <laughs> but no no <laughs> no hooligans that's right so we <laughs> oh god I just heard a few more news there. I, was being I, polite. Know what I was being polite I was like no no let the host speak um, no 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 crack on crack on crack on but like there's definitely a scene down in London of like bands that are like trying to push live shows and what is a live mm. show like uh, Pete's Mates uh, Woos and and Sweat um, great bands uh and they're like woos made like effigies of themselves and then like threw them into the crowd yeah. and like people would just like tear their bodies apart and stuff like that um oh, that's so there's a so there's a crazy. real scene of like almost doing stunts like yeah and, and making go, it going beyond the music go, you know they 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 yeah. they're, they're fully they're not you know like woos aren't just a band you know they they they're artists like they I think you know mm. they studied art, and uh, you know they make things mm. and and make really amazing sets for their vi- the videos. I think they made their own board game for one of the videos as well, and um, and Sweat the other band basically built coded their own um, virtual reality like VR nightclub. So instead of playing yeah. at, wow you know play, actual music venues. They yeah, and they got all kinds of artists playing there. They got uh, Links Africa, who are sort of, you know, he's uh, a, a sort of almost, I don't know, like a kind of South London producer Gender singer, fuck. kind of almost drag acts kind of thing. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. and um, you know, the, the PVA, who are another really amazing South London band. You know, it's it, it's been amazing to kind of dive into you know all all the sort of uh, brixton windmill kind of scene you know 
some very yeah. creative ideas. Yeah, the weird, wonderful. Yeah, that was one Brixton windmill. I was was looking at trying to get tickets to um, Itchy Teeth there. Oh yeah, uh, probably twelve. It might have been twelve months ago, but they played it for their um, ambient tofu single release. They did a they did something there, and they're another really really unique band that we've spoken yeah. about in the past. But I think that yeah. area of London seems to have this real like weird and wonderful scene almost it's this stuff that like you whatever happens you don't question it yeah. because it's not that out of the ordinary and i think that i think that's brilliant especially for bands like yourselves it kind of like allows you to have that freedom to be able to be like i think this looks really sick i think this is something we need to do mm. and just do yeah, it just do because it. Yeah. there's no there's no social <clears throat> restraints that a lot if you were doing it in say Manchester or in Northampton that you might normally have yeah, yeah. I think it shot it shot you know the kind of uh, acts and artists that you get in in South London kind of almost sh- it shocks the rest of the country like the fat, fat white family are kind of the epitome of that sort mm. of band you know obviously mm. Um, mm. you know they I guess their more recent stuff is a little bit more sort of accessible but um, you know they are a band who shock, (laughs) and Mm. it's have a wow factor to them. Yeah, Yeah. and I think you know, coming to London, you realise that you're a small fish in a really Mm. big pond. So if you're not like pushing yourself creatively, fucking see, you're not you you're not even treading water. So you know, I think for us, it was it was very eye opening, but it has pushed us to do creative stuff that we probably never would have thought of doing living in Northampton. So, Mm. Mm. yeah, I think having them creative, like almost minds around you, you all obviously feed off each other. I think that's something Mm. that's really important whenever you're doing something creative, like you've got to have similar minded people. Obviously in Northampton, what, what you got creativity wise, (laughs) like apart from the local band scene, like it's not, there's not many artists. There's, (laughs) Yeah, the shoe museum. Yeah, you're not wrong. Docks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that's the shoes, man. <laughs> that's about it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's literally all we've got is shoes. Is all we've done creative, really, apart from the smaller band scene. Like mm. that's it. That's of the creative realm. So I think having like going into that area of London and having that around you must be mm. something that's so helpful and almost that extra like little bit and little bit to be able to push you forward and explore these different zones and expect nothing at the same time so you can just arrive at whatever you arrive at and if you're happy with it you can perform it in the way that however you feel fits to that track for sure for sure yeah yeah i think it was it was quite quite daunting at first because it was just kind of like, oh fuck, like mm. these guys are on a different level. Like we're not even like, like we're no, we're not even close. But then over time, we've like got braver, I think, with our sound and our and our videos and our vi- and you know our social media and stuff like that. And and mm. yeah, I think it it creates a better better experience, I suppose. Mm. Absolutely. Absolutely, trying to—it's—it's it's almost diving into all realms of, of like the artist spectrum, in it. Instead of just kind of sticking musically, you know, you realise that there is more to it that you can mm. like as 
as artists delve into and show that creative force yeah. that you have. And the, lo- the longer we keep going and, 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 you know, meeting people along the way and I, I guess the more um, forms of expression and, and art kind of make their way into our sort of whole package, if that makes sense. Like, mm. Um, mm. you know, Johnny, our, our bass player is uh, not only is he a bass player, he's, um, you know, he's just an all round artist. You know, he creates things and, uh, you know, draws, does amazing drawings. The artwork for both uh, Whip and Marvy were sort of hand drawn uh, by uh, by him, and and oh, and of wow. course he knows all these other sort of artistic people in in London as well. Like that's how we got the this huge sort of production crew on uh, our latest video. There's this amazing director called Ksenia who uh, who uh, he's uh, good friends with, and and just all these really interesting ideas have sort of come out and. Like I say, the more people we meet along the way, the more of these kind of ideas become part of this band. This band becomes more than just four people. It yeah, becomes yeah. a whole artistic, yeah. you know. Like network, network yeah. almost, yeah. doesn't it? Like it's, like a, it's like a platform yeah, yeah. to just put anything on in that name. Pretty much. <laughs> and just, you can just, you say whether it's a piece of art or a video and some sort of musical piece, it gives you a proper platform to work from, doesn't it? And I think that's, that is really sick. And I think... London is becoming that it's almost like our version of like that American dream type place where like mm-hmm. like people sort of make that pilgrimage to LA and try and make it and I think mm. London's almost got that about it like you can just yeah. go there and as you say just do what you want to do yeah I mean, you know the chances of good things happening is so high back in the back in the extras days you know I was uh, I, I met a few people who had actually moved from LA to pursue their dreams in London they'd actually gone oh, the really? other way around yeah. wow there you go you know. There was that. Who was that band that you drove the van for, Pete? They and didn't they come from France? Uh, um, yeah, Husky they, Loops. They're, Husky they're Loops. an Italian band. Yeah, That's it, um, France. <laughs> and um, but yeah, they've you know and they they've done it to a large degree. They've they've um, the, the success that they've had, and and they've had their music included in you know the latest FIFA game, and oh, really? um, oh, they've played tight. Reading and done tours up and down the country you know they've done they've done great yeah um so it does it does work for people obviously it's as josh said it's you're a very small fish in a big pond Mm. um but you know if you're innovative and and interesting enough as an artist then you can you can plow you can cut through you can cut through the noise somehow you know Mm. No, sure. I like that. I do like that. Yeah, I think that's uh, that is, and I think that's London in a nutshell, really. And it, you've got to just be unique enough to stand out about around, away from all this massive crowd that you're within. I think it's, but the fast-moving pace of it allows you to develop alongside and find your own way. I think it's a really interesting place in the country. For sure. But we normally do like a, we normally do like a section on at the end of our podcast where we talk about new bands and up and coming artists that we're listening to and what yourselves are listening to so what's what's your favorite up and coming artist that you're really enjoying at the minute god (laughs) um i've been listening to a lot of um kind of older stuff i guess at the moment 
Um, oh yeah, like I've I've got back into Fleet Foxes a lot recently, but again, this, that's they're you know they don't need any promotion, do they? Uh, so, um, oh, what are they? Co- go on, you go first, Josh. I'm, let me think about this. <laughs> I mean, we've kind of already touched on them, but like, um, I love I love Sweat. I think Sweat are an amazing band. Um, and fun fact about Sweat, the uh, female member in their band is Osama Bin Laden's uh, niece? niece. Yes. Yep. For real. What? You can, you can Google what? that. Wait. You can Google that. So, Wait, we've got a title the already. female member. <laughs> That's yeah. yeah. Right. Oh, Sweat <laughs> is Osama Bin Laden's uh, niece. What? There you go. Now, if that's not I think, I think pe- pe- people are aware of this. You know, I, I was thinking, aware. God, do they want people to know that? Yeah. But, but to, the... to be fair, they, it, th- there the is Daily an article Mail. about this. Yeah, it's, yeah. In, the, it's in the Daily Mail. Uh, our good friends, Woos, another great band. Uh, imagine if South Korea produced Franz Ferdinand and, I don't know, shoved yeah, it through a... a psychedelia basically yeah that's a good that's a good way to put um, it wow that yeah, is an yeah. unbelievable way to put it they've they've just they've, i think they've just recorded their album with um uh the the synth player from the horrors is producing it wow yeah, oh, yeah. that's sick that's so, so sick. very cool incredible band um great live band uh logo if we're if we're thinking local that icu track was just yeah it's fantastic it's fucking Whoa. unreal we spoke about them we spoke about them what like when we so we went to the sarpa gig we went to the sarpa gig the like um socially distanced one and logo mm. supported yeah and i think she was like my band that i spoke about that week and it mm. d- unbelievable her voice is something that i haven't heard like that in a long yeah. while in a long while i mean yeah, the emotion fantastic. in sarah's voice like you could feel every bit of emotion mm. Yeah, like just absolutely, absolutely, insane. and they yeah, were they were very um, topical lyrics. You know, it's mm-hmm. I think writing a song about the pandemic is very risky. You know, because there's a ch- there's there's just a risk of sounding very mm. sort of cliched. You know, because obviously everyone's talking about yeah. that, and uh, you know the fact music should be some sort of escape from all that. But you know, she did actually do it in the really sort of not so obvious kind of way and mm. um you know and it really almost br- just breaks your heart listening to it you know because it is a heartbreaking situation she she captured that perfectly oh my god yeah um so yeah very good track yeah, yeah she really did capture it there's a couple of moments where like if i just have it on like i just i can like listen to it and it's like in the background and stuff like that mm-hmm. but if i actually sit real headphones on sat listening through it like it actually like proper makes you well up because it has her voice adds that extra level of um almost like it's so angelic like telling this story it's so it is so unique it's such a brilliant track i'm mm-hmm. a massive fan yeah massive fan of that <laughs> Talking of uh, the uh, socially yeah, distanced sure. gig she did, um, we're, we're yeah. doing one of those gigs in December at the Crawford Arms. Oh, yeah. 
Are you actually? Um, yeah. yeah, we've. Oh, we've, we've, You know, we're uh, not sort of. We're uh, we're just waiting for the Facebook event to uh, sort of then announce yeah. it and stuff. But we're, um, yeah, the eleventh of December. Um, we're doing one of those gigs at the Crawford Arms. We're just hoping it can still go ahead. You know, it depends because. Oh. The 11th of December will technically... Fingers fucking yeah, crossed. because it will be yeah. just after the lockdown, technically. Yeah. But if they extend the lockdown, we're... Yeah. We're buggered. <laughs> oh, that's going to keep you... Sick, that's going to keep you so up in air until, like, the, tw- until, the, like, the before, second or whatever it, yeah. it is. Yeah. It's going to be like, yeah, can yeah. it happen? Yeah. No one knows yet. It's like, it's, yeah, that's what brilliant. That'd be, That'd be so That'd be good, really though. Good. Yeah, it'd be amazing if if it goes ahead. Yeah, you know, we're, we're, such we're, a we're unique still... experience as well. Mm. Oh, we sure. found it sort of straight like so good. It was such a good experience, and Sapa were good because it actually sold out before we got tickets. So we sat mm. with Marcus's mum and brother. Oh, um, nice! Because they had two seats extra on their bench, so it was that was all quite funny. But it was yeah, it's a strange experience. It's like a whole different way to to appreciate it. Mm. Mm. Yeah. No, it yeah, looked good we'll on the live, to, yeah, had it's good the live stream. It's almost that. more like a watching a performance. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It was so good. It was so good. Really sick. Well, but go on then, Peter. Have you got a band? Have you got a band? <laughs> or artist? Mm-hmm. Um, there's a there's a track called Summertime by someone called Astral Weeks that I... Uh, I think that's what it's called. Astral Weeks. On, uh, I was just listening to the Spotify playlist the other day, um, and I just thought this track was phenomenal. I, there's, it's like the, it's the only track on their Spotify, um, and yeah, it's wow, it's really good. I've, I've I've not really read anything about them or anything. I just love that track, just that one track. Oh, that's that's, cool. that's my offering. Beautiful. Uh, no, yeah. that's a that's perfect it. little shout out. That's cool. That's all good. Absolutely, I love it when you find a band that's like that and like release like one or two tracks, and you're like, "Fuck, who yeah. are these? Yeah. These are yeah. sick." When they're gonna come out with more? Please. Oh, there's another yeah. artist called Bloody Bath from Northampton who's amazing as well. Oh uh, yeah, Bloody Bath. He's oh really, yeah, he's really good. Uh, think like uh, Joy Division, early New Order, um, Dark Wave kind of style, but it's um, oh, really good. Really good friends with um, Johnny, um, our bassist, and um, yeah, it's basically because it, it's. It, I think his his, um, his mum recently passed away, but is um, he? I think he broke up with his girlfriend, and then he just channeled it into this music, and it's just brilliant, really good. Wow, like, that sounds really sick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> definitely Beautiful. catch up with him, Kaylin. Mm. Absolutely. Go on, Joe, take us away. What you got? Cool. Well, I've got one. I had some information on my laptop, but again, it's frozen, so I don't have as much anymore. But um, I want to give a shout out to a band called Ladybird, who I put in the playlist. Um, they're a Kent band, I think, if I'm remembering correctly. And they remixed one of the new Consistence new song, which was also in the playlist. He's from um, near Birmingham, uh, and he's an artist that we've been speaking about for a while. And Ladybird did a remix of his song, which got me onto them. And they're really sick. They've got like this sort of punky, like rap over sort of like heavier, like sort of grunge music almost. Um, they sort of rap over it. They've got a song called Spoons, which I put in the playlist. And it's literally just about spoons, but it's got that sort of like 
about Weatherspoon. sex pistols. Yeah, literally about Weatherspoon. Nice. <laughs> <Not like just, laughs> yeah, it, about it really the, cut, the cutlery spoons. No, about Weatherspoons yeah, rather spoon than rings. The cutlery. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. To be fair, for the 3% of our listeners that are from the US, <laughs> spoons is pubs, not the cutlery. <laughs> <laughs> the utensil. <laughs> um, but yeah, they're really sick. Got like a bit of a Sex Pistols vibe, but over like a more like modern indie grunge sort of music. But yeah, they're really sick. And the remix was really cool. So check that out if you haven't. It will. Yeah. I'll listen to that. Brilliant. Mm. Brilliant. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to talk about a band that um, I, we might have spoken about before, but I can't remember what we have. Cool. So I'm going to talk about them again. Um, they're called Voodoo Bandits. We have. Uh, I don't have know, I spoken about them before, Joe? They're, they've been in the playlist before, but I can't remember if we did an actual sort of um, feature on them. So. Yeah, because I, I know their yesterday's jam was yeah. in the playlist um, a few weeks ago, but they've released, recently released a single called Backyard Wrestling, <laughs> and they're a, they're a band from the Isle of Man, and their their music is it's a very almost classic indie rock sort of tune and it's got a real good sing-along vibe to it but it's everything else that comes with it that i've really enjoyed of of like their content that they're bringing out alongside it like they've brought out some decent merchandise with like um like stickers and wristbands and all that shit but like with this like actual photographs that are like linked directly to what they've been making I've been really impressed with the artwork as well on their single covers. It's all sketched out, and it's uh, yeah. I'm just I'm really really impressed with this band. That's, They're a class class act. That sounds great. Well, and everything v- fits bandits. nice. Um, voodoo bandits, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're uh, they're really sick, actually. Mm. They're some someone that they're a band that have, like have gained a bit of traction, I think, recently. And mm. um, they're followed actually by a couple of people that we follow on Instagram, um, Garden and the Cover Sets and indie rocks but yeah they're class oh, really good band and I think they're starting to starting to gain a bit more traction which I think is very well deserved mm. cool but beautiful yeah I think that lovely well, I think that probably should should call it I, yeah. think, I think we should wrap it up we've been recording for two, two hours, hours yeah, I, know. Yeah, I, know. I don't know how much <laughs> we're gonna have to cut out because of the technical issues but yeah we've done alright out of that I think yeah yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Loved having you boys on. It's yeah. been really good to no, chat. Thank you oh. for having us. I've, yeah, yeah, it's been really nice. No, we do. We we Hopefully. appreciate it so much, and uh, it does mean a lot to get bands like you on. It's sort of the whole point. And yeah, as I'm sure Elliot was about to say before, I just shouted over him that uh, hopefully next time we can we can get one done in person. Um, absolutely. Get yeah. you here. We'll yeah. have a we'll have a nice chat about the technical difficulties, and that'd be sick. But we do really yeah. appreciate you doing this. No, no worries. Thank you. And we'll see you at the game. Absolutely. It's been yes. Yeah, we'll see you down the Crawford yeah, on the eleventh of December. Indeed, definitely. Crawford yeah. Arms. We'll be there unless unless <laughs> Absolutely, unless unless Bojo starts keeps being a cop. Wow. Um, <laughs> it's gotta be done, isn't it? I mean <laughs> Not the being right, the cop. Let's hope. Let's hope. <laughs> And I, I think as if that is there, we'll definitely we'll definitely be down there yeah, seeing sure. you boys and try and get something mm. going. Hundred percent. But it has been an absolute pleasure, lads. So we're going to wrap it up there and we'll see you all on the other side. Peace. Peace and love.